From locking in new clients with proposals and contracts to automated invoicing and making sure you get paid, Harlow has you covered. Harlow is built by freelancers for freelancers, so they truly understand how you work and what you need to run a thriving freelance business. With Harlow, you can send professionally designed proposals with integrated e-signatures to get your projects kicked off with ease, easily invoice clients and accept payments with the click of a button, get a single view of all your clients and all related documents, meetings, and tasks, stay on top of your projects and to-dos, and track your time all in one place. Gone are the days of managing your business in spreadsheets, forgetting to invoice, and generally feeling scattered. Harlow is here to help solopreneurs get organized, save time, and look professional. Get started today at meetharlow.com. Big thank you to them for sponsoring this season of the Creative Class Podcast. Thanks, Harlow. Okay, so this is our first episode of the new Creative Class Podcast, and we are really excited to be talking today about building referral systems, which seems to be a huge topic for anybody who does any type of freelancing, because it makes sense. When you know somebody, it's so much more easy to recommend somebody that you know and trust and can vouch for than hiring some random stranger off the internet. So what we're going to talk about in this episode is how do you do that? How do you do? A, how do you build a referral system? And what things can you do to kind of get that engine going? So Michael, my first question for you is, one thing I hear over and over is that referrals are re- freelancers' number one source of how they get new work. Do you think that that's true for you? Yeah, Kelly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a hard yes on that one. I would say to this day, probably about 75% of my clients come from referrals. And those, those referrals are actually both from fellow freelancers and clients themselves. Uh, because what one thing I found that works really well for me is because doing like good work for your clients, right? Like it's a, it's very straightforward almost. Like if you do good work for your clients, they're going to refer you to other people who have friends in similar places, and it's an easy it's an easy in, right? They call them warm referrals because of course there's really no introduction. Like it's just a, a quick email. Um, and it's like, hey, let's connect these two people, you know, mm-hmm. how, are, how are referrals normally for you, Kaylee? Yeah, I, I think for the past five years or so, referrals have been the number one source of how I've gotten new work, which is really nice, too, because then you don't have to do cold pitching. You don't have to do the heavy lifting of like sales prospecting and all of that. So I think a lot of it is just a matter of kind of building connections with people who do similar work, because what happens a lot of the time is people don't really understand what an individual freelancer does. So they reach out and they're like, hey, I need help with this very specific project. Do you do this? And 50% of the time you're like, no, this isn't quite on the mark for what I do, but I know somebody else who does that. So let me connect you with that person. So that I think is the most natural way that it happens. It's just, I know a lot of people in this space and they know that I really focus on the one thing of blog content, long form blog content that's evergreen, that's SEO oriented and stuff like that. So I think the way I started doing that was just kind of like immersing myself in places where other freelance writers were spending time. And so Peak Freelance is a perfect environment to kind of kick things off, don't you think? Yeah, I'd agree. I think anywhere where there's a tight-knit group of people together that, you know, share ideas, share knowledge, share stories with each other, um, there's also client sharing that happens there too, right? It happens amongst all tight-knit communities. And it doesn't even need to be 
a private community like Slack. Like it can happen in uh, a Facebook group, which I know those are a little outdated, but you still see some Facebook groups with like tens of thousands of people in them who are like exchanging and collaborating on things now. Things like masterminds and conferences, you know? I mean, Kaylee, an example, like you and I met really in person, like at a conference. Yeah. And then since then, like we've been able to refer and share clients with each other. If we're just like, hey, I don't think this is a good fit for me right now. Um, you know, Kaylee, is this something you're interested in? You're like, yeah, no, like, yes and no, you know? Um, yeah. And I think, I think that's such an important way. Building relationships is just like a referral system. Getting referrals is just a natural byproduct of building relationships with people, whether they're fellow freelancers or your clients. Yes. Yeah, I totally agree. And I would even say that since you and I met, we've even like hired each other for, so like, for example, I hired <laughs> you for an SEO outline that I needed help with because you're really great at SEO. And so I worked from the outline that you helped provide. And so there's also like these synergies that can happen too when you have these relationships with people. So one of the things I hear really often though is that people are like, how do I go about doing that? Like other than joining communities or joining a mastermind, which can be really expensive sometimes, I think a really smart practice is just like ask somebody on Twitter or Instagram, whatever, if they want to do a virtual coffee chat and, and don't make it about making an ask, but say like, hey, I'd love to, you know, get 20 minutes with you and hear about what you're working on and see if there's any, you know, opportunities where down the road, maybe I can send something your way. Just kind of want to get to know you a little better. And you're not making an ask. You're not like, hey, I want to do a virtual coffee chat because I need work and I want you to send it my way. That's kind of the underlying message, I guess. But <laughs> That's part of the reason that you're doing it, but That's at the same part time. Of it. But you're also just trying to make friends and build connections. Yeah. And, and, Again, that's the that's the key right there. It's like, sure, like we know what this could lead to, but you have to genuinely be invested in like, or you actually have to, you don't have to be invested. You have to genuinely enjoy yes. connecting with these people and making friends with these people, you know? Because for example, like I still connect with content managers and, you know, people that I've worked with years ago, we'll just hit each other up through email and be like, Hey, how are you doing? Like, you want to catch up this week or blah, blah, blah. And, you know, when they have a friend that's in need for my freelance services, they're the, I'm the first person that's on their mind, you know? Right. Um, yeah. And, and that's like, let's just say, you really have to be genuinely enjoy, you really have to enjoy getting in there and like getting to know people. It's not, you can see through, you can see oh, through yeah. the bullshit, you know, if someone's just on there and be like, I want work, you know, like mm -hmm. I'm only, I'm only here to connect with you for work. You know, so yeah. I also, I on that topic too, I have a question though, but what if people don't want to do Zoom calls, right? Like there was a lot of Zoom fatigue throughout the pandemic. Oh yeah. Um, so like what, what's like an, what's like an alternative option besides a Zoom call or a meeting yeah. or whatever? I think um, an easy way to do it is like, there are Twitter chats that are happening. So maybe you can hop into a Twitter chat, like freelance chat is a good one. It's hosted by a woman named Michelle. So that's kind of a lower stakes environment where it's not just you and one other person. It's a group of people who are talking. I think there are also opportunities for maybe you live in a city and there's a local meetup group, like a creative mornings or something like that, where you could go and listen and get face-to-face -face interaction with people. Um, and that can be a good kind of, again, low stakes because it's not all the pressure on you, but it's a good environment where there's like-minded people in the room. 
So I think it's important to be strategic about how you invest your time in these things. You don't want to be talking to anyone and everyone, but you want to talk to people who do similar types of work with similar types of clients and kind of understand the type of work that you do. Otherwise, so for example, I live in a rural area. And when I first started my business, everybody was like, go to the Chamber of Commerce meetings, like go to the Rotary Club. And I was like, that is not the my Rotary audience. Club. <laughs> that is not my audience at all. That is a waste of my time. I'm not doing that. Nobody there is going to hire me. And if they did, they'd be like, I'll give you $5. <laughs> okay, $5, so, $5 for a thousand words. For that. Yeah. So again, like be strategic about how you invest your time because there's only so many hours in a day. Oh, I love that. And, yeah. and, you know, I just want to throw out there too, that I miss creative mornings. So if anyone yes. listens to this and they are some are they are and they're affiliated with creative mornings, please bring it back to my city. I don't know if they're doing it in other cities, but I really did love it moving forward. So, okay. So, you know, we all love systems and processes around here. So in terms of your referral system, Kaylee, how do you track your efforts? I know I've definitely been in yeah. the place where I'm just like, like fire fingers. I'm just like, Hey, how's it? And I, I have no idea. Sometimes people hit me up and they're like, Hey, like, let's connect. I'm like, Oh shit. Did I, did I connect with you? I'm sorry. I don't remember. Um, so, yeah. I don't even remember Wait, where I found you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who are you again? Who am I? Um, yeah. but so how do you kind of like, how do you systemize that in a way again, like that we can keep the emotions and the fun involved instead of just making it like yeah. a boring corporate system? Yeah, I just I'm like very no frills when it comes to tracking and, and spreadsheets and stuff like that. So I will literally just do a, a like a Google spreadsheet and I'll put the person's name, what company they work with, the last time I spoke with them and kind of what we talked about. And that gives me a frame of reference too for like, oh, it's been six months. I should probably check back in with this person and again, kind of be proactive with those communications. Again, so, like you said, so you're top of mind when something does come up or when they hear of somebody who needs something, they're like, oh, yeah, you should talk to Michael or you should talk to Kaylee. She does X, Y, Z. So, yeah, it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be some big involved software. But I think that just being cognizant of, OK, it's been six months or it's been three months and I, I'm trying to keep on top of, you know, keeping in touch with specific people who've been good sources of referrals in the past. The other thing, too, I think is just it doesn't have to be any, it doesn't have to be anything specific. So I think people get stuck in their minds that, oh, I have to talk for an hour or I need to have a very scripted email that I send to them that's very formal. I think it's really just building friendships and being a nice person and like following up and saying, hey, how are you doing? Or um, just wanted to say thank you again for that last referral you sent. That was amazing. We did X, Y, and Z together. I really appreciated that. So being gracious, I think is a big part of it too. Are you managing your business or using multiple tools? Or are you still using spreadsheets and your notebook to stay on top of work? It's probably time to upgrade. Harlow is an all-in-one freelance tool that helps solopreneurs get organized, save time, and look professional. With automated invoicing, proposal templates, and much more, Harlow has everything you need to run a thriving freelance business. Check it out for yourself at meetharlow.com. I love that. And something I want to add in there is supporting, you know, fellow freelancers and even like these companies that you want to work with supporting their work, you yes. know, like being like, Good like sh sharing, sharing their, sharing their designs or sharing their apps that they make or sharing their articles that they write, you know, and just 
shouting out those content managers being like, this was a great piece or this was a great project. Like, I really love how you did this, that, and the other thing. And staying top, again, like we're saying, it kind of falls along the theme of staying top of mind, which again, like when it comes to referrals, that's where you want to be. You want to be that go-to person to say like, oh yeah, like Mike designs incredible apps. Like we make sure we, like, I know that and I want to send him, I want to send him this referral. Um, so, so besides like that kind of those public interactions, are there anything that you can be doing that's not like public facing stuff, you know, like yes. maybe, you know, um, yeah. If you want to car- take that. Yes. So I have, there's two things that I normally do when I, I get a good referral and I want to really keep that engine going so that the referrals keep coming. Number one is I always, always, this is probably super Midwestern of me, but I always send a handwritten thank you note in the actual mail. <laughs> I don't know. I love that. Like, thank you for the snail mail. I don't, anyways, I just do it. I feel like it's a nice gesture. And then number two, if there's a fellow freelancer or content manager, somebody who regularly sends me work, I will send them a thank you, whether it's like a $25 gift certificate to a place that I know that they like or a local restaurant or um, just even like an Amazon gift card to be like, hey, thank you so much. I wanted to give you a, a cut of this new work that you sent my way. Sometimes I'll even set up like a referral system. So I'll be like, okay. I would love to send work your way. If you could, you know, send me 10% of the first project that you book, I can do this on a more regular basis. And I think that's that's something that a lot of freelancers forget to do because they're like, oh, I don't know if I should. But when you think about it, you want to send the referrals to the person who, number one, appreciates it. And number two, incentivizes you to do so. Because otherwise, it's kind of like, what's in it for me? And everybody wants to know what's in it for me. So give them a reason to send projects your way. That's so funny. That's while you were talking, I was like, all right, I'm going to follow up with uh, giving out percentages because I know yes, that's because yes. that is something that we always forget about. But I've been in uh, two situations actually recently, one where my friend asked me like, hey, he has a link building agency. And he was like, if you give if you send referrals my way, I will give you 10 percent of the first year's like Oh, um, pro- project fees. Yeah. Nice. And then 1% for life after that. So oh I'm my like, gosh. Right. Amazing. I'm like, <laughs> and then in, a, in another, in another situation is I had a friend refer a client to me and he was like, just give me like, he's like, just throw me a little extra cash if you need it. And I said, no, I'll give you 10% of the first year of, of fees, yeah. like a project fees. Like, but I didn't, I didn't do the 1% forever. I did do that, but I stuck with the 10% also because I'm not an agency. I'm just a freelancer. Um, sure, so I have yeah. a little less like flexibility, but you know, you had said 10, this is an interesting point though. You had said 10% of the first project. Mm-hmm. I'm talking 10% of the first year's fees where that's, that's what's kind of, what's kind of your, yeah. What's your viewpoint on that? Like, yeah. So for my projects and the projects that I refer, they're usually um, like sales page copywriting because I don't do a lot of that. Anything kind of copywriting related. And those are usually fairly good sized projects and not something that's really a continuous effort. So it just makes sense to package it as a one and done type thing. Again, you can always frame it based on the type of work that you're referring out. I think it's just kind of a situational what makes sense here. But yeah, I think it's okay to ask for that too, or at least put it out there as a question as, hey, would you be willing to give me 10% of this? I'd love to send referrals your way on a regular basis. 
Um, we can kind of set up a, a working relationship here and keep this going. And it's great for the other person too, because then they don't have to work so hard trying to get new projects. They're getting pre-vetted by somebody that's trusted within the space. Um, it's just kind of a win-win across the board, don't you think? I do think. And, uh, and to carry <laughs> off on that last, <laughs> on that sense, on that last part is it, it, yeah, you may think it seems like 10% is a lot to give for like a year long fee, right? If you book a contract for 50K, right, for the year, and of course, it's not so, it's not so straightforward. Not every client's like, I'm going to give you 50,000 for the year, but it's more like, here's like uh, 5,000, $6,000 a month, whatever. You may feel, it feels like giving away 500, $600 a month is a lot, but think about all the time that you're spending trying to get those clients, right? Like it's kind of giving you your, it's giving you some time, some life back that you don't have to go out searching for clients. All you're doing is giving away money to someone who referred to, you, you know, and there's no reason why you can't up your prices, right? If you right. know that someone's coming in from a referral, why not add it, like tap on a little extra cash and, you know, like if you're usually, if you're selling a project for 5k, put it up to five, five, five or something, you know, like, and then ten percent off of that it's so then you're really not losing out you know and and that also comes to the you know that also plays into the fact like if you if you're public about your prices then obviously it's going to look weird if your client if this potential client sees on your website you charge five thousand but then for them they charge you charge five five but if you're not public it gives you a little more flexibility to say all right well i'm going to charge you this and then give away the ten percent you know yeah yeah i i think that's super smart and I think that that's also another reason to kind of just do a ballpark pricing. If you are going to put numbers out there, say projects start at X. So that's, if you are wanting to be a little bit more concrete, that's one way to get around it. Sorry about the cat in the background eating the plants. Oh no, <laughs> but I just hope she stops eating. They st yeah, I hope she stops eating the plants. Um. Okay, a little distracting, sorry. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think in general, there are a lot of ways that you can get into a regular referral system and, and having that just part of your business. And I think it does take ongoing efforts. It does take some like business development work where you're doing it on a regular basis and you're sure that you're being consistent with your follow-ups. And the other thing that I think is really smart is to just build it into your exit process too with your clients. So anytime you finish a project, when you're asking for a testimonial or project feedback, whatever that might be, you can also throw out there, hey, I am taking on new clients right now. I would love to get a referral. If you know anybody else who needs similar work, feel free to send them my way. And so just making that ask and planting the seeds, sometimes it's enough to, to get them to start sending people. I love that. And then, yeah, even throwing it throwing it in there, being like, I'll also give you 10% for the yeah, first year or whatever. For reason. <laughs> if, yeah. you find me, if you find me a good client. <laughs> yeah, or put it in your, your handwritten thank you note, you know, put a little gift card in there and be like, more clients, please. <laughs> I, I, okay, so actually, I do have a quick question about this now, though, because I wonder if this is something that this is actually, I don't know if this is like, a maybe there's a difference between referral rewards and like actually baiting for clients. Um, so the question, and then I'll give the context, the question is, what if people can't accept money and or gifts as a referral? And the context is because long time ago, I was working at an agency and we actually sent bottles of wine to a local, to all the people we wanted to work with in the area and all enterprises. That they, the agency was an enterprise SEO agency. And 
we, we got three clients off of it, sent 12 bottles, but a lot of the people came back saying like, we don't accept gifts like as form of like bait, oh. essentially. Yeah. Um, but so I am curious, like, what if, what if you are working with like a big enterprise client or whoever, and it's just not in their policy to accept gifts, be it a gift card or like yeah. monetary, um, you know, compensation for giving out referral? Yeah, that's a good question. I have not personally run into that. I've always just been encountering people who are like, wow, thank you. This Nobody does this. This is so nice. Um, so that's a good question. I wish I had a good answer for that. But I would say it doesn't always have to come with a, a gift or an actual physical or monetary incentive. It can just be a matter of you know, doing cold outreach to people you want to work with or looking, I think a smarter thing is looking for warm intros, whether it's through your LinkedIn connections or like people you both know on Twitter, whatever, whatever you can do to get a foot in the door with a warm intro is going to help your, your chances of success with getting that actual conversation going when you say like, Hey, I'm, I'm X, I do this type of service offering. Um, I'd love to work with you. Here's my portfolio. That I think is just much more successful than than trying to do it cold. But there are people out there who have, you know, very successful cold outreach efforts. So it's again, I think it all just depends on what your preference is, what you feel most comfortable doing, and what feels most natural. Because, like you said, people have good BS meters and they know when you are just kind of fishing for something, and and that doesn't feel yeah. good. No, no one wants to be a part of like no one wants to feel like you're using them. To, yes. uh, to, yeah. To make to meet some end income goal or whatever. So yeah, yeah. Oh. I don't know. Lots well, of lots of good ideas here, don't you think? Lots of food for thought. Yeah, even for my own. I know, like even for my own freelance business, I'm like, all right, where where can I implement some of these uh, these you know tactics that we're talking about, especially like part of the exit process, because that's something I don't do. Uh, yeah. Something that I think I would love to start doing. So. I've even, I've even got it in my notes, so. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, lots of good ideas here. Want to go pro with your freelancing career? Check out creativeclass.co for more information.